This is the Wrestling Society Podcast. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You and the roads and all are getting a little out of hand here. Well, Gordon, we pride ourselves on being great wrestlers. We built a reputation on wrestling. We're Christian athletes. And we believe that wrestling matches uh, should be the way they should be wrestling. You are now entering into the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Wrestling Society podcast. I am your main host today, Brady Owens. And today, my tag team partners are Clayton and Bear. And um, very excited about today's episode because this is episode 10, 10, 10, 10. Big 10, baby. Um, and uh, it's also. Uh, we're going to have a different, um, different yet similar structure to the show, and I'm going to share that with you guys. Um, so our structure is going to begin with the first segment called "Before the Bell." That's basically the show opener where I introduce my uh, co-hosts for the show, and uh, we go over the Facebook poll uh, polls. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of tell you guys where y'all can join in on the conversation and where y'all can follow us. Um, and then we'll jump to the main card, which is the main topic, t- main topics from the week that was in professional wrestling. Um, and that's just where we basically discuss what the hot topics are. And then we'll go to after the bell, um, uh, which is the final segment. And that's basically the, you know, different, there'll be different types of segments, mini trivia, uh, versus segment uh, that we did last show, which was uh, popular and um, bringing that one back today. I'm very excited about that one. Um, listeners, questions. So if you all ever have questions, make sure you all uh, message us the questions, comment the questions so we can uh, collect them and then answer them eventually on one of our shows. Um, we'll have interviews and all other kinds of segments that you guys enjoy. Um, and then, of course, we'll have the show closer, which is uh, where you can follow each host um, on their personal pages. Um, yeah, so today, uh, it's there's a lot to talk about, but one thing I want to start with is the Facebook poll. So um, if you guys want to join in on the conversation and uh, be a part of the society for real, then y'all go follow us on Facebook at the wrestling society podcast um, we have a facebook group that's where y'all can really make your voices heard um, and we also have an actual page um, and that's where you can kind of stay up to date on the episodes and uh, different news that we may have uh, breaking about the podcast um so um it's been the first week with the facebook page what do you guys think about having that facebook group it's been pretty cool i mean it's been cool to see how many interactions and everything that you know you like just off the bat are getting um it's cool to see everyone's different perspectives and ideas of how they liked certain things especially with this past week and it was such a perfect time to start it with this past weekend of wrestling that we had like there's so much to talk about so um i feel like that was a great time to start it and get it jump started with how much was going on yeah, totally. Bear, what do you think about it? 
I think it was great. Um, I'm enjoying the interaction and like you, like both of you said, just uh, seeing the different sides and get you to, you might have one particular thought in your head, then you're reading and seeing other people's thought and that kind of give you a different perspective and stuff. I really enjoy it. Oh yeah, it's exciting. And it's, it's definitely uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to create this podcast in general was to you know, create a, basically a expand the society, you know, of wrestling, a, a group where wrestling fans can come together and just, you know, give their two cents, give their opinions, discuss wrestling. And, uh, you know, really just like the, the wrestling sign we saw from dynamite, uh, the other week, enjoy wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, one thing I did notice and I love is a lot of our listeners, uh, they have, it's very diverse as far as mindset on the wrestling business. And I love that create, like bear said, uh, before we started, it really creates a, um, you know, good place to build conversations. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, Clayton. Yeah. Just a quick note while you were bringing up that just enjoy wrestling sign. Um, I was just scanning pro wrestling tees the other day and they actually have a shirt that of it signed now. Um, and I don't remember what the proceeds were going to, but they're putting like some proceeds of the sales of the shirt towards something. Dang, dude, that's sick. Nice. Yeah. Like I, I might get one. Yeah, dude, for real. Yeah. That's sick. Um, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do is just create an atmosphere for people to really just enjoy wrestling, not just to hear us talk and hear our opinions, but, you know, join in on a conversation. Um, you know, like bear said in the first episode, you know, join the society, <laughs> like mm -hmm. be a part of it. Um, and we wouldn't, I mean, we would be talking to a blank wall if it wasn't for you listeners. So, uh, um, you know, gratitude is it's through the roof. Um, always always yeah um so also y'all can follow us on instagram um at the wrestling society podcast and twitter at the wrestling sp um i'm eventually going to be finding a couple people to run those two pages because it's just a lot for me to uh handle on my own um uh, but uh i'm really wanting to build our facebook group and like i said because that's going to be where you know you listeners really have a voice um, it can join in on the conversation. Um, so I want to, I, I did a lot of polls this week and during pay-per-view week, I'll be doing it very often through weekly, uh, shows and stuff, but, um, mainly for the pay-per-views. And, uh, once we hit a certain amount of followers, we're going to start doing prizes. Um, so start, you know, building your, uh, um, ability to answer these questions, right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go over the Facebook, uh, poll results that were posted over this last weekend. Um, one of the result uh, polls was which pay-per-view are you more excited for? We had, uh, WWE, <coughs> WWE clash at the castle and AEW all out. And Clayton had commented that, uh, he wishes I put the NXT, Worlds Collide, which I don't know why I didn't put that, but that was on not on there and it was too late. So um, that's excluded. But anyways, uh, which pay-per-view were you listeners most excited for was AEW All Out, 
was 69 to 31 percent wow so pretty pretty big um then we had uh i did a poll of what did y'all think of wwe clash at the castle the answers were good bad and okay um and somebody comment one of you guys commented asking saying i should have put great um however i mean i could have but it would have been great and then i would have had to switch bad to terrible (laughs) so it's just it was good it was really good you know take good and put it however you want to put it um and bad put bad however you want to put it and then okay it's just mutual like as all right um so what did you guys the listeners think of wwe clash at the castle uh the majority was 78 percent was good um zero bad great enjoy wrestling um that's what i like to see um and 22 percent okay um okay is better than bad in my opinion that means you know nobody just didn't enjoy it so that's good um what did y'all think of aew all out uh again good with the majority of the votes at 75 percent okay had 25 percent and bad zero percent i like it wow now honestly that is surprising yeah yeah i love it i love it um all right excuse me so as i said i would do uh for two of the polls um i didn't do all the you know the whole card because it was just so much so many matches over the weekend so i just did the world champions on the wwe and AEW pay-per-view um so i did um excuse me who will be aew world champion 43 percent people said cm punk and 57 percent people said john moxley so that was really you know neck and neck um and the winners of that the winner of the match was in fact cm punk um so i'm going to congratulate the winners of the main event poll for the aew all-out pay-per-view who guessed that cm punk would win the world championship and the winners of that poll are connor hayes adrian tomlin kevin gaylord myself brady owens because i'm smart (laughs) (laughs) tom i think it's pummy bear excuse me if i get it wrong let me know and then marshall bradford enlow so congratulations guys y'all guessed it right and i love the fact that uh um three of the people who guessed it right are hosts for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um and then the uh who will be WWE undisputed world champion at clash at the castle. You had the majority 79% Roman reigns, 14% drew McIntyre and then 7% Austin theory. Um, so that was not neck and neck. That was very definitive. Um, and the winners of that one were Carrie Holder, who that's, actually my old boss and uh best best boss i ever had um connor hayes again with the double two for two nicholas lopez danielle owens 
Clayton Block, my boy, Brady Owens, me. Oh, two, two for two. two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bear, who uh, had to step out for a minute, so I'm going to uh, give him uh, a shout out. Give him a shout out. Um, Kevin Gaylord got two for two. Two for two again. On board. Y'all and another good. two for two, Marshall Bradford Inlow. <coughs> and then you got to help me with the name. Is it Nadia? Yeah, Nadia. Nadia. Oh, I like how she spells that. She was in there, man. She voted. She got yeah, one. I saw that. I nice. whenever you posted that, I was like, oh wow, she voted and got it right. I honestly I'm surprised she voted for Roman, though. She doesn't like to admit that that's her tribal chief, but we all know it is. Hey, you got <laughs> you have to. Bear, we just congratulated you, bro. You got that one right. I'm actually not too surprised, not trying to pat myself <laughs> on the back, yeah. but no, that I was uh <laughs> I was gonna say now, if, if we're just gonna tell it all, our, our our poll that we had in the last two, I won those two. So you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Dang. we had like four two for twos though, man. Yeah, um, that's great. Smart, smart fans. Um, and then the last poll. Of the weekend was what was everyone's favorite pay-per-view this weekend and i was very intrigued with this um and the answers i was almost shocked by to be honest um 75 with the majority vote was aew wow 75 yeah <laughs> aew all out uh 25 with nxt world collide zero uh, wow <clears throat> class zero percent WWE no. class. I know. I was very. <laughs> no. Oh wow! In a, in a, I mean, yeah. I was, I was very. Oh, uh, How many votes? Um, oh, I, I don't have it right now. Oh, but uh, okay. Um, yeah, it, I was shocked when I saw that. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I think W. I, I don't think. I mean, nobody said it was a bad pay per view. Um, wasn't just the favorite. wasn't the favorite of the weekend. Um, and if uh, you go ahead. I think the pro- what the main problem was, it wasn't enough um, marquee matches for people to really invest in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, personally, um, I did not keep up as much with the build to Clash at the Castle. Um, and I can't really tell you why. I mean, I guess it's just how busy I've been, um, you know, with the wedding, the honeymoon, the coming back and, you know, to working, um, which is personally why I didn't, you know, the highlights I saw were great, which is why I, you know, uh, you know, I forgot what I put, but I know I didn't put bad. <laughs> I, I will never put bad to something I didn't watch. Um but uh, yeah, so those were polls. And if y'all agree or disagree with it, remember your vote counts, like for real. Um, you know, jump on there, start voting. If you're a huge WWE fan, you know, vote WWE stuff. If you're an AEW fan, vote AEW. NXT fan, I'll th- I mean, when Impact does pay-per-views, Ring of Honor, you know, I'll do it all. Um, you know, this is a way to really get people uh excited and focusing more on their favorite wrestling and less on the wrestling they dislike the most um so yeah i mean uh 
y'all go follow us at the wrestling uh, society podcast on facebook follow the group and the page <coughs> excuse me but the group is where uh the polls will be the uh conversations um you know stuff like that um yeah so uh we're gonna go ahead and jump right on to the uh the main card and uh i i already came up with a title for this episode which is very rare i think this yeah this is the first ep episode where i actually came up with the title before i even before i even wrote my notes down i had a title for it um so the title of this episode is going to be and it's to quote uh ron simmons Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so further explain my reasoning behind the title being that is the fact that episode nine, our last episode, we basically bashed on uh, talking about the backstage wrestling rumors and the gossip that you don't know all about and how fans should just, you know, butt out for what they think they know and, um, and I even says like the next episodes are going to be more positive, uh, filled. They're going to be more about the wrestling, more about, and then, and I am a huge fan. Um, I mean, I don't want to just say I'm not anymore, but I really was a big fan of this person. However, he's the reason that gummit that we are, uh, going to be talking about a lot of what I said I wouldn't talk about in the last episode. And that man is C m punk that god dang mother effing cm <laughs> ah. so it, it's uh, i mean i don't like talking about i clearly i don't like talking about this kind of stuff that makes the wrestling company and whole uh not com <coughs> company but business look bad in a whole and that's why i basically just you know destroyed all the internet trolls, social media trolls, and people who just trash wrestling um, and trash the companies. And I you know, even talked down about the, you know, former, you know, wrestling legends who talk negatively about, you know, WWE or AEW. Um, I never, ever thought I would be sitting here and talking about the AEW world champion trashing AEW, like it's it's <laughs> it's I, I mean I don't I'm at a loss for words. Like it, he in front of Tony Khan, sitting. I mean everybody <clears throat> everybody's heard about the media scrum. It's no secret if you're listening to this and you don't know about the media scrum, then watch it. Watch it. Um, and I'm really questioning whether or not you're a serious fan, unless you just don't have social media. Oh. Um, but it, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to see a punk himself, to the EVPs of the company, to Tony Khan, to AEW, to the wrestling business as a whole, um, to the wrestling fans. It was an embarrassment. And, I mean, he basically sat there and, and I, I, like I said, I don't like talking about this stuff. I really don't. I really don't like bringing up and, and – you know, almost assisting and talking and bringing light to what is making the wrestling business look bad right now. However, CM Punk made it undeniable. We have to, because he sat in front of the entire 
wrestling journalist's room and aired his dirty laundry and completely crapped on AEW's EVPs, AEW's talent, and Tony Khan. And AEW in a hole right there while he had his AEW World Championship and he was eating a piece of cake while doing it. Um, and the funny thing is he didn't even answer the question that the one journalist guy asked. He didn't even, yeah, he, he just took over. And Tony Khan would try to kind of stop him and control the situation. And he would cut Tony Khan off. He would shut him down. And multiple times he did that. His boss, he would shut him down. And poor Tony Khan sitting there just kind of like, like embarrassed, awkward. You got your, you know, advertisers and and you know other uh, people who uh, your sponsors and people who are paying attention while your world champion is just excuse my language getting all over your company and your your people and by you know doing it by crapping on the EVPs you're crapping on Tony Khan because he's are you like he called him uh, he said he's working you know the EVPs are a bunch of effing kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as Tony Khan sitting there, that's the people he appointed into that position. <clears throat> you saying he's a bad, you know, decision maker? Like that's that's, and, and this is all stuff that, like I said in the last episode, don't talk about what you think you know. This is what we know. You would not think this sounds like stuff journalists would just make up or you know backstage rumors and stuff, but it's not. CM Punk sat in front of all of the video evidence. Like it's all there. Um, and people who are saying it's a work, it's not. I mean, there's what what is there to gain from this right now? I mean, people are talking about your company, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's not making your company look good. It's not making your world champ look good. It's not making your the owner look good. It's not making the people in charge look good, the talent look good. Like if I'm a sponsor and I'm looking at this, I'd be like, this is not positive, you know, and, and like uh, Eric Bischoff says, controversy creates cash. But I mean, you're, you are really hurting the, the face of AEW. I'm not talking about the specific person, the face, but the actual company. <laughs> and, and so, I, uh, yeah, go ahead, Bear. I'm, uh, I'm you know, ranting. You- no, no, I now understand that. And you know, I try not to interrupt any of y'all when y'all start talking about. Oh, something. please go ahead. But, but let's. I, I've I've been racking my brain about all this, and let and let's look at the whole picture, not just that one segment. When um, Swerve in the Glory came up. Swerve was very disrespectful. <laughs> Swerve kept saying, was cussing a lot. Mm. He kept interrupting Tony. He, uh, him and uh, Keith kept going back and forth in their eye, eye, uh, everything they were thinking and talking about. Then Tony Storm came up. Tony was very disrespectful. To uh, to their champ, saying she if she's really hurt, and I kept thinking to myself, "Wow!" And Tony Khan is sitting there looking like a chump. 
But then he turned around and started dogging WWE for putting on two, not one, two pay-per-views in the same weekend to take away from All Out. And he said he had more money. He brought up Jim Crockett, which is personally for me is one of my, what I grew up on wrestling on. So when he started saying that WWE was trying to do the same thing to him as Jim Crockett, he wasn't going to take it. So right then, I thought to myself, this is a big, just, this is a work. <laughs> They're all working. Now, maybe Punk was getting off some frustration going left, but let's be real. That's just like me deciding to come on here and just go totally against what you telling me to do. And you're just going to sit there and like, well, you know, Baron, that could be that, but you need to. And I just cut you off and be so disrespectful. There's no way that that is going to happen. A lot of this is work to keep to get talking about. It's a mix now. Nobody really knows what's real and what's not. And just like the supposed fight that took place afterwards. Do you really honestly think that they would let Punk and they still get into the fight with the Young Bucks and, and Kenny without people separating them, breaking them up, and Tony wouldn't know? Um, <clears throat> so off of the things you said, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to, you know, add or uh, <coughs> respond to. Um, yeah, the Tony Khan, you know, bashing WWE was a lot of people were like, you know, that is very crazy. It's weird. It's odd. It's very, um, however, at, if this is a shoot, I think he was probably not expecting Punk to do what he did. And he wasn't expecting it to get out of control the way it did. And the fact that he couldn't create control the situation the way he did. He probably immediately wanted to try to control the media the best he could and take the the topics off of what Punk is talking about. Try to not make that as part of the journalist, you know, headlines of the news. And so, what better way to do it than immediately slap WWE in the face? <clears throat> so that I think that was just his attempt at, you know on the spot reacting, trying to control the situation the way he could. Uh, unfortunately, it, it wasn't great. Um, and then, like I said, the I could see the other people who were being disrespectful and such. I could see them coming in, you know, as a heel type character and uh, as a, you know, having a big ego coming in and being a work as far as the media scrum. But you, if you're gonna, if you're going to have one of your biggest, you know, prominent stars at MJF make his huge return after so many months that he's been away in Chicago, and not have it mentioned, but you know, just a 
quick 10 second mention and you're going to have Pop just trash EVPs who he really had nothing to do with as far as storyline on television and say, oh, this would be a great way to create a story, create a, you know, it would be if A, you're not completely stealing the comeback of, you know, one of the biggest young up-and-coming talent there is at MJF, you wouldn't completely jeopardize the the size of how big of all out this was going to be in the match. Every single match. If I had a match on that card, I'm pissed off at Punk. I'm pissed off at if the story about the fight backstage is real, I'm pissed off at the Bucks and Omega. I'm pissed off at everybody involved because they took away my, like if I'm Dante Martin, his first AEW pay-per-view, I am livid because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about any of the matches. And I know we will <clears throat> because it deserves to be talked about. But yeah, nobody's talking about it. So it, it if this was an attempt at it being a work, it's a major fail. Like there, it, it's going to be too much to kind of control the situation and turn it into a positive at this point because you hurt everybody on the roster. And if everybody on the roster is not aware that it's a work, then you're turning what is supposed to be working to a shoot because they're all probably pissed off for real. Mm -hmm. um, so I get it. When you look at the other media scrubs, you can kind of be like, <clears throat> this is probably a work. This is probably, but if you have your world champion and you continue to portray him as a baby face on television, and then you have him do something so disrespectful to the, his boss, to the wrestling locker room and to the world championship and to his returning opponent and to his wrestling match with uh, John Moxley and everybody on the card. It's, it's not a good work. I mean, yes, it's getting people talking, but not for the right reasons. Um, so at this point, I would like to pray that it's a work, but <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, if it's a work, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, either way. So at this point, I'm just hoping things get resolved quickly. Well, and I, I understand where you're coming from with it, but if you look at it, okay, you know, MJF and Punk are going to have a title match. What is a good way to get that title off of Punk, still keep him relevant and make him the biggest kill in the business. Now, again, I get maybe there are so many different ways you could have did this better, but you already have this negativity out there for your company. You got the backstage drama that's been floating out here. You have all this stuff. So why not take this and run with it. Make it where nobody can tell the business. Because most times we sit back and watch it, I say eight out of 10 times we can call it, know what's going to happen, who's going to do what. But then when that thing happens, you wasn't expecting, you didn't see it coming. Does it not excite you? 
Does it not put that man just like we everybody in their mama will be watching dynamite tomorrow? Why is that? Because of all the news, whether we're is positive or negative. Everybody's gonna want to know what's gonna happen. Who's gonna say what? Who's gonna show up? It put as much as I um, not dislike, but got on my nerves. But he, he, Eric Bischoff, controversy creates cash. And when you don't know it, because we all, in our own way, we are the smartest marks out here. What if you can't tell it? What if you don't know what's coming? Now, um, like I said in the last episode, uh, <clears throat> I like when I get worked. Um, <clears throat> I like when I'm shocked. Uh, so that being said, this does, I, I personally right now, I believe and I choose it to believe that it's a shoot. <clears throat> However, if it is a work, this has a potential to be the biggest, biggest middle finger to every single journalist out there. And completely, like, I, I don't want to give Punk or Con or everybody all this credit, but for them to get all the journalists in one room and to create this narrative and this storyline to completely get all these journalists to start, you know, putting it out there and then turning it into a work and proving all those journalists to be wrong. That's genius. That's just, it's, it's genius. And, and I like the perspective you have on it bear, uh, because I didn't think about it like that until you talked about it. And I kept thinking like, there's no way, but if it is a work, <clears throat> it's probably the best work in the history of the business um, especially in the new age where you have journalists who think they know everything. Uh, it's, and it's very intriguing the way you, you describe it because it makes you think it's like how, if I'm sitting down, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm sitting down and I'm trying to think, how can we make something realistic? Well, you don't do your average storyline televised uh, work. You take somebody who's a baby face at a world champion and you completely have him go heal on the entire locker room. And people are confused because they're like, wait, he's the world champion. He's the face of this company. He's a, you know, a baby face. Why is he, <clears throat> why is he trashing the company? And then you have the storyline between the bucks and stuff like that and you know it makes people think maybe it is a work maybe it's not like there's thousands of ways they could go with it at this point <clears throat> but eventually they're going to have to make it clear that it was a work and it's like digging a hole so deep getting people to fall into it what is it going to be so deep that you really can't pull people out without just saying hey it was a work i mean for example the famous pipe bomb from CM Punk, the the head of creative at the time just came out and said that that was a work. And how many years did people thought that was a shoot? Like so many people. And when you watch back, you're like, of course that was a work. 
Like, of course, like that's, I mean, <clears throat> thousands of other ways WWE could have handled that situation. Um, yeah. And so it's like, at this point, where do you go? Like, do you have Sia Puck start be portraying his out of character character on television? Like, when does he come on TV and start acting like the ass that he's being in the media scrum? Or does he come on TV and act like the baby face to try to get people behind him? And because <clears throat> I'll tell you this right now, anywhere but Chicago, people are going to boo the hell out of him. So if well, you have him trying to be a baby face, it's just it's it's going to fail. I, I mean, I like your thoughts. I like how you feel like it might be, and I want it to be that way. But every time we come up with a storyline that's genius, they never it's never the case. Well, and to me, that's that's the beauty of it. It's because we can sit and come up with things. We can get see different things, but they can work in so many different directions. Just like you were saying with Punk, is he going to now be that guy that everybody says he is? But there's been signs of it. What was the first thing he did when he talked about Adam Page? The first thing he did, he came out and flipped off a fan and cussed him out for having a sign for um, Colt Cabana. Nobody caught the subtleties of this. It, there are so little subtleties that it's like, wait a minute. Why would he do that? Then you go back and you see stuff. It's like, could that have been? And the beauty of being work is to believe it's real for a long time. Let it go until they decide to let you know. Again, I, I'm not sitting here telling y'all that the whole thing is a work. But in my perspective and the things I see and the little ambiance, to me, it's a work. They've talked to, they had the meeting. And they've been releasing what they supposedly said in this meeting. Who said they were telling the truth of what they said? Yeah. Who said that they didn't have a direction? And you have so many different things going around, too. Like, Alistair Black wants to leave. He's waving at the end of the match. So you have to... I'm trying to think, um, to be a magician, the best way to fool people is to put the obvious out there yeah. and do the things in the background. Get him to look up this hand while you do the trick with this hand. Like, I, I love it. I love the picture you're painting. I love it. I would pay to see this. It's just, it's too good. It's too, I mean, it's, it's, um, you're, to me, you're fantasy booking because I just, I want it. I want that. That's what I want. I want it to be that. I just don't see how they can <clears throat> um, completely control this narrative into making it into a positive storyline. Like what, <clears throat> what will be the eventual blow off? And um, I mean, like I said, 
I think it would be cool. And, you know, Clayton pitched in, like if they do it right, it would be cool to see a civil war storyline. Um, and I'm not saying WWE guys versus AEW. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you just have guys who are pissed off at punk. And then you have guys who are pissed off at the bucks and, you know, uh, Omega, the EVPs, um, I mean, yeah, that storyline, it, it basically tells itself. <clears throat> you you have, so, okay, in WWE, you had CM Punk, who was basically, you know, the voice of the voiceless. He went against the grade, against the, uh, <clears throat> against the, you know, the uh, business, uh, draw to blame, like the EVPs of WWE, like Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and, you know, going against the corporation. Um, you know, the corporation were more veterans. They were older. They were people who you usually see in that role. Uh, we're basically getting the same exact CM Punk that we did at WWE, except the EVPs are younger talent than he is. And he's the veteran who's not. So like the storyline tells itself, but it's, it's why would you hurt the rest of your roster to tell this one storyline? The Look, rest of your, go ahead. No, I was going to say two things that you're that a lot of people are forgetting. And I think it plays a big part in it. one that they're going by what was said about punk in WWE. He was arrogant. He thought this and that. So that's a bill for it. And two. And no, I've not heard one person mention this. Don't Tony Khan have a dip, another organization that he owns? That he does. So you can easily move the overblown over <laughs> roster half to one, half to another. And you got storylines built, pre-built into them. Okay. Um <clears throat> But they like I love it. I love that idea. Everything you're saying, I'm a hundred percent on board, you know, with as far as what I you know want to see. <clears throat> but you have somebody like Hangman Page, who AEW since the beginning, since the conception of AEW, they've done nothing but try to build this guy up as the top baby face. And they did so successfully until you had CM Punk sitting in the ring at a segment that was supposed to be between him and another person. And he calls out Hangman Page, knowing he's not part of the segment, and then calls him a coward and basically cutting his legs off in front of the entire AEW universe. And for what? For, I mean, the, you, so the storyline is great, but if you don't have Hangman get pissed off, step in, be a part of what's going on, then he is not basically all the stuff you did to build him up. See a puck in one, one little segment, just tore him down. And AEW has done jack crap to rebuild him back up. And, and, uh, <clears throat> And yeah. I, listen now, listen, listen real quick. CM Punk's gripes, um, I get it. Uh, I was listening to Busted Open today, and the way they, uh, the way Dave LaGreca explained it, like, yeah, I get it. Like, uh, the stuff that's been going on with him and Colt Cabana forever, and having all these journalists saying what they think they know, like, I, I get it. But, like they said, 
there's a time and a place, but uh, you have all the journalists and the media sitting right there and you want to control the narrative. There's better ways to control the narrative than to crap on everybody. You could tell your side of the story without airing yours and Colt Cabana's dirty laundry in front of the entire, you know, media group. Like it was very, and he brought Colt Cabana's mother into it. Yeah. Like, like what, like, like that's not, I mean, it's just, it's plain as simple. It's not cool. He, he trapped. And if I'm Colt Cabana and people, you know, say, oh, well, he wouldn't say that if Colt Cabana didn't give him permission. If I'm Colt Cabana. I'm not giving permission for CM Punk to trash me like that in front of media. Plain and simple. Um, and then to go on and trash. And no, by the way, my dude, not one single person in the, not one single journalist asked him a question about Colt Cabana, the EVPs, or any of that. He just went <clears> on <throat> a tirade. Yeah. And then and then Tony Khan tried to step in and he just shut Tony <laughs> Khan up. And and then when they somebody asked him about MJF, and what does he say? He says, Oh, Tony Khan just likes hiring, you know, pricks, people that piss me off. Like, so he just tr- slapped MJF and the entire storyline they could build in the entire comeback. He that was all he had to say about it. Just crapped all over it, crapped all over Tony Khan. So I don't understand <clears throat> how you take all of this dirty laundry and all of this negativity slamming against the company and turn it into it. Cause now your EVPs look, unfortunately they look like children. Um, not saying they handled it wrong. I'm not really commenting too much on the backstage fight because I wasn't there and nobody has said anything about it. So that I'm not taking for truth until more comes out. But <clears throat> what, you know, led up to the alleged fight in the back. Um, and if, let me say this, if the fight happened, CM Punk needs to be suspended. The Bucks need to be suspended. Omega needs to be suspended. Um if, if they're true, a still needs to be fired. I mean, if he threw a chair at Nick's head and then bit an EVP. I mean, those are EVP. Like the only reason I'm saying not firing CM Punk because unfortunately, I mean, he is a draw. He is your world champion. But if I'm Tony Khan, AEW was fine, and they were honestly getting the same numbers they were before Punk. If so- I'm Tony Khan, I'm firing. Or suspending it definitely see a punk and you know pretty much saying, you know, I'm not to be messed with for real. So that's gonna be the key, right? There. <clears throat> Let's see what the numbers are for uh dynamite. Let's see what the numbers are. They're gonna if be there's great. a big if there's a big increase and it keeps steadily going, this is a work. But there's I, I, I did, and, and again, I'm not I understand where everybody else is looking at it and stuff. At first, I didn't want to believe it was a work. But then, like I said, there's just certain things, and like you were saying earlier, too, trying to control how can you control the narrative? Well, you go with what where the winds take you, because you have different ways to play this. And you can go just we for AEW, they do a lot of things that the fans like. They're quick to turn things 
and go to a different way if they see it and they're like, okay, this is, we're going to have to go this route. And that's why, again, I hate to keep harping on it like this, and this is probably going to be the last time I say it, but um, this is because you have every everything I've seen has been the rumors, the fight, uh, what they ain't talking about the pay for views. They're not talking about this and that. I'm like, they're drawing attention to the main source of the company. We've had all these different rumors. Now it's looking like a big mess. The big thing was Triple H taking over WWE. Everybody was so, uh, is so positive about it. What can we do to get the attention on us? We're already having these bad things said about us. Why don't we take that and turn it in our favor? It's not what you can't do. It's what you're willing to do. Right. So, um, you, I mean, just here between you and I, Bear, and uh, Clayton, don't think I'm about to ask you some questions, bro. Because. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so the, the just between Bear and I, the way I mean, I had a genius idea. Um, I'm going to be putting a Facebook poll. Do you think this is a work? Do you think this is a shoot? Um, because I'm real curious to hear what you guys think about it. Because we have two hosts who are on two separate pages. Not that I dislike Bear's uh, what what he believes is happening. It's just to me, it's too good to be true, kind of. Uh, <clears throat> but one thing you said that kind of was like a uh, I, you know, uh, just the realization is the ratings this week are going to be great. They're going to be through the roof. They, I mean, they'll be incredible. Um, however, in real life, you're not putting these guys on television and people are tuning in because they want to see a car wreck. They want to see these guys say something. They want to see these guys do something. They want to see these guys. So if they tune in and those guys are off TV, do you think they're going to really tune in the next week? Yeah, because they will tease it. They will they will leave something there. MJF is going to be there. Yeah, so, and, well, I mean, yeah, they're going to be advertising the show, but my, what I'm saying is, like, MJF, they, <coughs> they basically didn't say anything. When he was gone, he was gone, and... Um, that's what made it feel so real. It didn't really help the business because MJF wasn't there. People kept tuning in to see MJF, but he wasn't there. But so um, if that was a shoot, I mean, if that was a work, then if they're trying to make this look realistic, you're keeping those guys off TV until your your work um, legal issues are taking place. Like as far as building, I think the only building they're doing is their their social media and try to pay attention to what's going on in the media. Um, but like you said, you got to get the bell off of Paul. Mm-hmm. If if this is a shoot, if if this is a straight legitimate, you cannot have that title on Paul, right? Exactly. So you know MJF has a match coming, right? That you don't, don't um you're you're you don't have yeah. to have punk there to build. You've put too much thought into this, man. Like it's too good. <laughs> like it's 
you're making me like yes so they they have they have solutions to keep the ratings building to keep the yeah i mean definitely and uh it's you're making it hard to believe that it's a shoot and that's good as of now i still believe it's a shoot and I didn't want it to be a work until you started talking. Now I'm like, man, that would be pretty sick if they pull this <laughs> off. Um, but I mean, I want to hear everything Clayton has to say about it real quick. I want to hear his his uh, what he believes if it's a shoot, if it's a work. I want to hear him trash the punk because we know how much he loves him. <laughs> we want I want to hear it all. And then after after you give your two cents, then we'll uh, we'll talk about what should be discussed. And we'll talk about some of the stuff that happened in the pay-per-views. So, Clayton, what do you have to say about all this, bro? I mean, to be honest, I really don't have a whole lot to say on the subject. Um, I, I've i been back and forth on whether or not I what I believe on it. Um, at first, I definitely believed it was just the work and um, everything was just all setting up storylines and doing whatever they got to do, all that kind of stuff. Um, the more and more stuff has come out, I've been kind of feeling maybe it's not a work. Um, but also in the end, ultimately, because of who it's revolving around, it's hard for me to believe that it's a work because it's CM Punk. Um, also, I just want to point out another thing is, you know, he was saying about Adam Page, how he's going into business for himself while simultaneously going in business for himself <laughs> and going off on the company and stuff. Um, but also, you know, I'm just like, I don't get the big deal behind CM Punk. Like he was never the best in the world. He's not even the best in his own household. AJ Lee was better and more <laughs> useful to WWE than he ever was. She did stuff for the Divas division and oh. revolutionized that division. What did he really do for WWE? He dropped a pipe bomb. Big deal. It was scripted. It wasn't like, you know, yeah, maybe there was some truth to it. It really wasn't all that fascinating, in my opinion. I think it was, he is highly overrated. Don't get me wrong. He's good in ring. He has a lot of good in ring work. He has a lot of great promo work. But in the end, for seven years, this is the guy that people have been begging for. This is the guy that people have been chanting for at every ch possible chance for seven years. That's all you hear. CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. The future of oh, sorry, excuse me. I'm no, sorry. you're good. You're good. Screw the future of wrestling. <laughs> you know, screw the guys that are in there day in day out, putting their hard ass work in and doing what they got to do. Let's chant CM Punk. Here he is, seven years later, and what's happened? What has he done in this past year? What has he done for AEW? Like you said, the ratings haven't gone up. Nothing's yeah. gotten better. Nothing's changed. So what's the big deal? I really don't get it. like I, I like I get like in this current situation, I get why everybody's talking about it. Is it real? Is it not real? But overall, I just I could not care less about this washed up hack who I didn't want back to begin with. And I mean, to be honest, that's where I stand on it. It's like I, I, I feel like it's I feel like it could be a work. Um, I'm in the middle. I feel like it could be a work. I feel like it could be real. Just con all things considered, I want to believe it's a work because I, I really do want to believe that CM Punk isn't this guy. I really want to believe. Of that course, because I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to believe that, you know. He, he's just he's really just that good of a promo guy, you know, yeah. and in this stage in his career, because he can't do the in-ring work as well, he's had to learn to really crank down those promo skills, you know, so I want to <clears> believe <throat> that wholeheartedly. But let me ask. 
Can go. I? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't no, you go. I was just going to say, can I do that? I don't right. know. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If this turns out to be a work, will that, and it increases ratings, will your mind change about CM Punk? Not necessarily, because if this turns out to be a work, unless if it like came down to, you know, this was all his idea, this was all his plan, this was all something he's wanted to right. do from the get-go of AEW and not like something that the Bucks or Tony Khan or whoever else approached and came up with the idea with, then ultimately in the end, it's just he's just the pawn in the in the game of the play, you know. But and go ahead. I was just gonna say he's a pawn of the game, but he's selling the hell out yeah, of yeah yeah and which he definitely <laughs> is and again like i said maybe in this stage in his career you know with his physical that's what he has to hold on you know, to that's what he's gonna excel in more and if that's the case then awesome by all means good for him and you know i i, I won't say you know that i see the hype behind him i will say you know it, it's from all this it would be well-deserved praise for sure for what he did from this if it turns out to be a work i will definitely have a lot of praise for this segment and this work if it turns out to be a work but if that if it's not and everything i just i still just it's i don't know there's just nothing yeah. about him for me is <clears throat> just I, drawing i totally I, I love i love that two of us are one's a work one's a shoot one's in the middle that's great <laughs> Um, I'm going to tell you just real quick why I believe Punk was such a hyped up, you know, uh, a star and, and why I was behind him up until this last weekend. And like I said, I hope it's a work. If it's a work, I love him even more. If it's a shoot, then screw him. I'm pissed off. Um, but I, when I was a fan, you know, back in the two, early 2000s, mid 2000s, John Cena was my guy. Right. John Cena, I was a huge John Cena person. I was a huge Hogan person. I was a huge rock. I was a huge, you know, a huge person. CM Punk came in and he really blurred the lines and took these megastars, these people who are, you know, almost like a, like cartoon characters that they're so good, like the rock and Hogan. And he basically pointed out the fact that those three guys specifically have five moves. They do. They, they, do the same moves they do the you know every single match is the same they put oh they never put over the younger talent that's why they're always the champion they're always cm punk is the first person to really get my mind thinking of wait a minute and i start thinking about the politics and wrestling and the little guys coming in and i start thinking what's real what's fake and am i being worked is this you know he's the first guy that really got me thinking like I'm intrigued because I don't know what's real where John Cena was just a, every story like he was in, it was predictable. Uh, you know, same thing with the rock, same thing with Hogan. It was all just so predictable. They were just big dudes who could talk on the mic, but their in-ring ability. I mean, besides selling, they had just, I mean, look, you had Hogan whose finisher was a leg drop. You had the rock whose finisher was an elbow drop. You know, you have John Cena who, I mean, like, like those were my guys. And one person on a microphone made me despise them. And I think, honestly, I think the whole booing John Cena thing really came from CM Punk because he was able to get people thinking that way. And, you know, the storyline going on right now, like I said, in WWE, 
this is classic punk. This is what punk does. This is what gets you thinking like, is this real? Is this, you know, uh, shoot, is this a work? What is this? I don't know. The only difference is when he did it in WWE, he was a heel doing it to the good guys and he was a baby face doing it, you know, to the heels. This time he's a baby face doing it to other baby faces. Mm-hmm. So it, it, which like bear said, if it's a work, he's working me again. That's where I think the hype is with CM Punk. It's not that he is just this godlike person, which some people portray him as I don't see him as that. I think he just has a unique ability to be able to tell stories in and out of the ring that really get you thinking. Um, like if you're wanting to watch a, a mystery show, you know, a, a like CSI kind of show and the show starts and you can tell exactly what's going to happen at the end. Are you going to watch it? I mean, probably not because you know exactly what's going to happen. If you turn on a show and they hook you for the beginning, you're like, what's happening next? I don't know. And that was CM Punk for me. That's why I was like, I don't know what I'm going to get with this guy. He's going to come down and he's going to have a segment with John Moxley that we're all expecting. And he trashed his hangman page. Like, you know, like he comes out to give this speech where you think, okay, he's injured. He's probably going to step away. And then he trashes a fan holding a Colt Cabana side and then goes on to start crying. And for like, what are you going to get with this guy? Like, you don't like, you never know. So it's not the fact that he's the best wrestler ever. He's the best on the mic ever. He's the best. The dude is, in my opinion, the moniker cerebral assassin should go to punk. Um, but I mean, that's me. That's my opinion. That is what hooked me on Punk. That's why I like Punk. Um, and if he's if this is a work, he's doing it again. And I, here I am, an adult who think I thinks I know everything, and I may be getting worked. And so, I mean, hell, if it is a work, he's working every single journalist out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, so I do hope it's a work. And if it is, he may be go down as one of the greatest television televised you know, character in the history because of his ability to just control the narrative in general. Um, that That's why I I personally believe people, I, I believe that's what the hype is with Park. Um, and, and that's every time he's on television, you don't know what to expect. And that's kind of what I like. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell punk I'm just telling you because you don't know what the hype is yeah. i had to ask myself because you said that a while back and i had to ask myself and that's what i came up with was like why do i like why was i emotional when seeing punk was coming back seven years like, <laughs> why was i emotional like i was borderline i i was wanting to cry like that's a big deal for me dude and and, and the people who cry and want to cry at stuff like that dude don't hold back bro yeah, that shows you're a true it. fan yeah like it don't, don't let people don't make ashamed, fun of you yeah. and stuff like that. Like that's special love moments. You love and show it exactly. And, and it's funny because I was sitting back and I and I wrote this down, and I'm gonna I am gonna come out with shirts like this. Wrestling creates feelings. Hundred percent. Because yeah, listen to what you said. You were telling us about how CM Punk made you feel. And the same way that Punk made you feel this way, this is how much I despise Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. And, and, hey. and, 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 and this is why 
I have so much respect for Triple H because when he wanted me to love him, he knew how to say it. When yeah. he wanted me to hate him, he knew how to say it and knew what to do. That's why I believe this is work. Yeah, no, I mean, I love it. I mean, that's exactly like I didn't expect to go on this whole, you know, not ramp, but just the excursion of my feelings for punk. Um, but yeah, that's something I had to ask myself. And like you said, yeah, feel those feelings, dude. Like I'm hell, I was going to cry when he came out, when Sting came out, when like, because he's like, I mean, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, feel I mean, those too. feelings. When the Hardys came back at WrestleMania. Oh, bro, like, don't I, even bro. I was there. And <laughs> I'll cry. I'll cry thinking about that, it, man. I completely yep. lost Look, it. I'm going to talk about a moment that nobody was going to talk about since we're talking about crying when Dax uh brought his eight-year-old daughter out oh, to the match. Yeah, that was awesome. Big deal. Man, I was like, see, this is what, That's what all it's this about. other crap is we we're on. This is what we need to be focused yes. on. Let me let me uh um segue into that real quick because I don't want to just kind of leave it hanging. Um that that is why I'm as pissed at punk as I am because of how much energy and passion I put into my feelings towards punk. Um, but yes, feel the way you feel, whether you despise them, show it. If you love them, show it. Um, but yeah, like, like bear said, um, we need to be talking about the good moments, the, the good stuff that happened over the weekend. Now that we got the ranting and the trash. <laughs> out of the way. Um, I mean, that was a big thing though. So like, it was such a huge thing to talk about. Cause like, I mean, like you said, one of us is on. One of us is saying it's a work. One of us is saying it's a shoot, and one of us is on the fence. Like if that doesn't describe to you like exactly <laughs> how big of a moment that was, like I don't know what else will. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I, I'm um, yeah, I love it. Um, I do want to go ahead and jump in. Um, we have you know not too much time on this, but I want to throw in. So I d- I watched all out. That's uh, a uh, AW all out. I didn't watch the other two. Um, I'm going to throw in real quick, basically the moments that I loved about um, AW all out. And then uh, Clayton has a few matches he wants to discuss. And I want to give him more time to talk uh, since we, you know, Barrett, I kind of <laughs> took over the show. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was enjoying listening. I was like, I mean, I'm good. just trying to hear everyone's opinions and see what's going it. on. So, um, yeah, all out. Um, it was a great pay-per-view. There were some things that I disagreed with that I wasn't a big fan of, but overall, I mean, it was, it was really, really good. Um, I mean, you started with the, uh, casino ladder match. The match was incredible. Um, I was, I was 50, 50 on the ending. Um, I didn't like the chaos. I didn't like, you know, and Stokely came out. I knew it wasn't going to be him. So the music hit. As soon as that song hit, I already knew. I was like, MJF, MJF, like already. And then he came out. He had the mask on. His strut, his, he didn't hide it. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this freaking MJF. Hit the way like, he got it, into the ring. The way he little... got into dust his feet, yep. turned in real quick. 100%. And I loved it. And then coming, you know, leaving, I was like, okay, I know that's MJF. I'm all for it. It was the most in my opinion, the most badass way to return. I wish hearing that song, I wish he would have just came out as himself, in my opinion. 
because mm-hmm. he had a big ovation at the end of the night. Why not give it in that moment? Because that would have been a cool moment. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really – sorry, real quick. I really hope the guys at Stokely side – I hope that's not the the culmination of that storyline because I don't like that. I don't want them to be lackeys behind MJF. Those guys are too good to mm-hmm. be in that story, kind of storyline. Uh, go ahead, Bear. No, I was just going to say, I think the reason they left it there, so you, most people knew it was MJF, but but what if it wasn't? So that's why I think they left it like that, and I was okay with that. Dude, so, I, so when I saw the mask, I had a second thought, mm-hmm. and it would have been so much better. I thought, there's no effing way this is Jeff Hardy. Like if, like if Jeff Hardy's coming back as that. a heel character, because I saw the mask, it was like, no way. Like that would be the most badass thing Jeff Hardy has ever done in his entire career to come out as a heel, having those guys work for him to that song, to that like, she, like I got it. And then I saw the strut. I was like, I said, JF, and I love it. I love it, JF. I'm glad he's back. I'm excited to see the storyline. Um, I, I feel like he should definitely be a baby face. Um, but I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's difficult because you have people love you. People love you. And the more of a, you know, dick you are, the more people are going to love you. <laughs> like it's so, uh, I believe I like leave him the way he is. Let him be. He is a, a baby face. He's going to be a heel baby yeah. face. Yeah. So l- leave him alone. Yeah. So yeah, MJF is back. He won the casino ladder match. Um, another moment, like you were talking about, Bear was, uh, uh, you know, Dax's eight year old daughter. It was so cool seeing Wardlow. I love how Wardlow hugged him, and then the second she walked away, he buffed his chest up and started walking like. Like that's that's it's funny, but it's cool. I get it. I love it. That match was great. Um, I'm I'm not talking about the matches. I'm skipping over stuff real quick so Clayton could discuss his three picks for the week. With that one, I want to say too with his daughter. I like how um didn't they bring her out also and have her like have a little (laughs) segment with a what's his name. The, Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Sanjay Dutt. And she like did, did the little, little pin on him standing yeah. on it. Like, yeah, broke the pencil in half. Everything. Like, loved that was, it. I loved that. that was loved good. it. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I am glad that because I thought, you know, she was going to slap him or do something. He was yeah. going to have to sell for her. I'm glad they didn't do it that way. I'm glad. I think it was Dax who attacked him and then she pinned him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Keeping it at least somewhat still realistic. Uh, beautiful moment. I love it. It was great, uh, great match and everything. Um, I loved, loved, loved Christian coming out wearing the worked everyone shirt. <laughs> you have Jungle Boy coming out to the song that I, I love the song, just it's not badass. So he coming out to the song, and I'm already like, God dang it, I can't get past the song. And then he's like, Wait a minute, you know, the classic baby face. I got somebody with me. I think y'all know who it is. And he goes over to the good, the baby face tunnel looks in and he's kind of looking like, hey, where'd he go? And then here comes freaking Luchasaurus just trotting he's along behind him. And I'm thinking he's going to do like the whole spook him kind of thing. And it, nope, full freaking heel Luchasaurus. And I love it. And then you have Krista just smiling and nodding. I love it. He worked everyone. <laughs> it's great. I love heel Luchasaurus. Um, 
I'm glad that they at least continued with the match and had Christian still win in the heelish fashion. <clears throat> that was great. Very, very, very disappointed. Did not think I thought match of the night was going to go to these two guys, but very disappointed at how it turned out was uh, Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was now. Yeah. I thought it was going to be um, a great match. I, I honestly, I came and lie. I like the squash because nobody saw it coming. Yeah. It puts, it, it didn't take anything from Ricky because he's going to get it back. Yeah. But it gives Hobbs that monster win that he truly needs. Uh, I don't know. Cause like, I mean, I, I mean, I agree that Hobbs needed the win more than oh, yeah. he did. Absolutely. I agree. But I think they needed to put on a show more and showcase Hobbs a little bit more. Um, the squash match. Yeah. It would have been great if it was, you know, I guess like Darby Allen or somebody where, yeah. it, you know, that's believable. Like, I mean, look what Brody King's been doing to Darby Allen, you know, <laughs> That would be believable, but we all know who Ricky Starks is. Yep. He's that dude, you know, and it's like, it's just, it wasn't in my eyes watching it. It just, it wasn't believable ending yeah. that quickly like that. And I just, you know, I, especially with all the history they had and everything in AEW alone, like with Team Taz and stuff, it just, it fell so short. And that was the match I was most looking forward to it, on the card. Agreed. Um, I mean, yeah. And like, I'm, I think I often think when there's a squash match or an odd ending, I think, why? What's the story behind it? What? Because mm. Ricky wasn't injured. He wasn't injured. He wasn't um, in a poor mindset. He was, I mean, he came out looking better than ever with new gear. He was ready, mm -hmm. ready to well, go. I did love how the announcers made a big deal. He had a match that Friday. Ah. And he got beat up. Yeah, mm. there you go. So they 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 can work for that. In it. Yeah, so. I missed I missed that. Yeah, so I, I hope we see it again, and I hope it's a banger of a match because I know they could do it. Uh, Hobbs Hobbs is pro Hobbs may be my favorite AEW wrestler right now. Like he's mm. he's a beast. I mean, the dude's he has the ability to be AEW's Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, when the next big thing where he just came out and just hard to be beat, like they, like, I know they're kind of building Wardlow that way, mm. but in my opinion, I think Hobbs has everything to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and his spine buster though, favorite spine buster, <laughs> my that's favorite, like my spine. favorite move. So I love it that he, and he hits that. it so quick. Yeah. Like it, came, it legit came out of nowhere. And it was one of those where I watched it any other time, I'd be like, yeah, it's not over yet. And that time I knew it was like, really? They're going to beat Starks that quick? Like, I wasn't even thinking he was going to kick out. Like, mm. they're going to beat him that quick? Like, and sure enough, they beat him. Um, and, and what I liked about it, too, he worked on his neck. So yeah. with the spine buster, it's so, I can, I can believe it. Yeah. Um, all right, quickly, uh, another... Uh, Match I want to talk about, and in my opinion, uh, Clayton, don't tell me whether or not it's your match that you picked, but in my opinion, what I did not expect to be match of the night, it ended up being match of the night, and that was the tag team match and the tag team world championship match. And holy crap, like, I well, 
that so so the match of the night i forgot what pay-per-view i think it was SummerSlam where the new day or uh no it was the usos and uh street profits street profits mm-hmm. where we see so many matches you just weren't really looking forward to it and they had you know uh incredible match i was very similar feel to the false finishes to the storytelling to the fans starting you know cheering for you know swerving our glory and then changing to get behind the acclaimed and the way like it was beautiful everything about the match the storytelling the selling the the fighting the you know like i said false finishes the ending it was just it was incredible match of the night that's in my opinion, and I know it's an unpopular one. Probably I didn't see the other pay per views, but my opinion, match of the week or weekend. So, what what I knew the fans had turned when they took because no one ever gets over Keith Lee's bask in their glory when they took that and start singing oh scissor me daddy. i loved it bro. beautiful I loved it. Oh, oh my god i love it i was like oh my god I beautiful said, they, they are gonna be the match of the night i said they are boy keith lee <laughs> keith lee like literally that in my opinion the reason that match was the match of the night more so than all of the stuff that the wrestlers did the energy of the crowd during yeah. that match in my opinion was just at its peak and uh i mean i feel the acclaim should have won personally like i love the acclaim like i, I thought they would seeing them like back like whenever I first started watching AW and being like, oh, they're pretty cool. I like them, you know? And then, like, they just started blowing up after them with the gun club and the whole scissor <laughs> thing, whatever. Like, it's all funny and goofy. And I love, <laughs> I love that they released the shirt now and everything. <laughs> like, it's it's all just, it's great. Like, yeah. it's just, it's good, fun humor, and they just, they do it well. And it hooked. I mean, my wife, who doesn't watch wrestling, watched a pay-per-view with me. She, she was like, uh, when she saw, she's like, "What do they call it? What's his name?" And she, she was like, "I'm changing your name in my phone to Daddy Ass." That's <laughs> so funny, bro. <laughs> like it's just it's profitable. It's great. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's just good stuff. Like it's just good fun, like stuff. And then like they have, you can tell they're having fun with it, uh-huh. but they're backing it up with the greatness in the ring too. So it's yeah, just, it's awesome. Yeah, no, incredible. Um, I'm, I may be missing something. Um, I, the match with punk and Moxley, it was good. I just, the, the build, the, I mean, it was, I wasn't invested in it because I'm like, he should be limping. He should be hurt. He should not be able to move. He shouldn't be, you know, so it was like the match just didn't need to happen in my opinion. It just, I wasn't for it. There was zero build to it, to be honest. Um, MJF coming out at the end, the way they did it, the way it happened was great. The voice, you know, the voicemail recording of yeah, Cod cool. begging him to come back. And like, it was, it was great. And, and uh, I, it really hyped me that you have Punk in the ring holding the championship up. And I'm like, I'm ready to see this feud continue. This is going to be great. And unfortunately, the weekend Punk took everything that I saw away with that. Um, so it didn't end as great uh in my opinion but all out was an incredible pay-per-view it was definitely i don't think it was one of their best ones but it was great it was uh absolutely amazing 
Um, uh, one more high note, actually, real quick before we move on from for sure. Out, um, that I wanted to point out the other one of the other tag team matches. Um, for Motor City Machine Guns, I just oh, want to give yeah. them a shout out because they came and with their A game, hundred percent showing off for the AEW crowd. Um, if people, I mean, like I've 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 known uh, Chris Saban um, and Alex Shelley like individually. I haven't really watched them together as Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. But man, after AEW, like I'm gonna like I've been on and off with Impact, but man, they they got me. I'm not like they really impressed me during that match. Like everything they did was just almost up to par with the whole acclaimed uh, Sword in Our Glory match for me. Yeah, I mean, I I watched the Motor City Machine Guns early years, you know, early 2000s with uh, TNA, and mm. that's what. Uh, hooked me to tna originally and yeah. i started watching you know back in uh 2005 to you know i mean pretty much when aj was departing and dixie carter that whole mess mm-hmm. um i watched up until that point um but yeah motor city machine guns always been a huge huge fan of them from the energy the song the moves they do the uh, I mean, they haven't lost a step. So yeah, yeah. absolutely incredible. Ring of Honor work. They yeah, they've always been good. But one quick thing, I wanted to bring up the Athena and Jay Cargill match. Yes. While it was oh. short, while it was short, I thought they put it on a great match Definitely. for the time they had. I that's and, the go ahead. Sorry. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say, and the she hook. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> loved I, it. I want her and Sasha just to battle on who could come up with the most creative okay. entrances. I legit that, so my selfishness was when when the commentary does the classic sign off of the match, like who I don't think anybody could beat. I was like, God, let Sasha Banks come out, please, please. I I was waiting. And then they went to the next match, like, dang it. Uh, But that was the first match where I legit thought, I was like, Jay's losing. Like, she's about to lose. Uh, I mean, when she hit that, I don't know what she calls it, AEW, but the Eclipse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, I thought, I was like, no way. And then Jade was just kind of stumbling on her feet the rest of the match. I was like, this is, she could lose it. Uh, The match was great. Um, it makes me excited to see the all women's wrestling show that they're working on because that's the kind of stuff I want to watch. That's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff I want to see. Um, and in my opinion, I know this is it might be somewhat tacky, but holy crap, dude! Jay was gorgeous with her natural hair. Like, yeah, like Definitely. in my opinion, dude, keep the natural hair. Like that's. Well, I don't. When I saw that, I was like, "Why do you change that color?" It's like, "Why do you?" Like you look amazing, um, but yeah, the match was just incredible. Uh, I didn't watch the other women's match. Uh, my wife was falling asleep, and I had to fast forward a match, and so that's the one I picked. Um, good for that, Tony, though. What's that? I said, good for Tony, though. For oh, for, for Tony, Tony Storm. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, what did yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, what did Cod do? No, no. <laughs> no Tony like, Storm. Yeah, good for did Tony. Did he interfere? Getting her, getting her, uh, getting her championship. Yeah. No, I or interim. I guess she should. Her. She should have. Um, I really hope that Rosa does come back, and uh, I hope she comes back as a heel. Don't think that's going to happen. Uh, uh, haven't seen it, so I'm curious. But 
she is a firecracker. So why not bring her back and just be pissed off and, you know, like, who knows? Maybe it's good. Uh, I'm really excited. I mean, that Jade and uh, Athena match did get me excited for their all women's match because I'm like, this is what could they, if they could build storylines to matches like this, that's going to be a sh- successful show. Um, I, I would go, I honestly would go back and rewatch that match. Like, I mean, it was good. It, like you said, it wasn't long, but it was intriguing, uh, exciting. Uh, a, a good it's what Hobbs and Stark should have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I didn't think of that, but yeah, it's true. Uh, you could have a short match and make it really compelling. Like, you know, they they did great. Hats off to them. I'm going to go ahead and give my hats off to the rest of the women because uh, I already know that you know it was probably a really good match. Uh, but anyways, uh, Clayton, let's hear your three matches, your three picks, and uh, what you have to say about them for the weekend. Um, I mean, well, we already talked about the all-out ones, really. But, I mean, just obviously the one from Clash of the Castle, the one everyone's talking about, want to talk about Gunther and Sheamus. Yeah. I mean, that was the match everyone, I mean, at least in my eyes, everyone was looking forward to. That was the match I was most looking forward to. And it completely delivered. I mean, like, just from everything from the start of it with, which, oh, also, by the way, I love, Um, I don't know what, I don't remember what he's referred to as now, but Fabian Eichner. Oh, um, yeah. He's back with the now yep. Imperium is completed again. So I loved that. And then the just the fact of all of them brawling and then just Seamus and Gunther just bam, staring <laughs> each other down. The bell hint, rings, bah, 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 like, you know, just <laughs> going. And I, I loved it. It was brutal. It was everything I hoped for. I mean, like me and Bear were talking before we started, you know, it was like within the first like minute or two, Seamus was already red and purple and blue all over the place. You know, it was like it was everything you wanted out of them. It was everything we could have hoped for. Um, if he wasn't already in anyone else's eyes, he was in my eyes, but if he wasn't in anyone else's eyes already, that Seamus certified Hall of Famer after that match. Oh, yeah. I mean, that sure. was just top-notch, five-star plus match for at this stage in his career, even like just loved it every minute of it, just from start to finish. And that was my match of the weekend for me. Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. I need to go back and watch it. I saw highlights, and of course. Uh, I think that's a potential to be mine as well. Um, what was your, uh, I think I know it, but what was your NXT Worlds Collide uh, match of the night? Uh, definitely was the one, Mellow and Ricochet. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I I love Ricochet. Um, we all have talked about that a couple oh, yeah. of times. And just like, I mean, I love Carmelo Hayes. I haven't really watched as much of his work because I haven't been as into NXT lately, unfortunately, but I'm trying to get back there again. Yeah. Um, but just that match sold me on him for sure. Like I could see him doing some big things on the main roster. Um, I could see him really just succeeding for sure. That match put him on my radar. Um, also want to shout out Mandy Rose being the unified women's champion in NXT. Yeah. Congratulations for sure. Um, just real quick, what was your match of the night for AEW All Out? We talked AEW. about all of them, but um, yeah, mine that. was the tag team, match, okay, uh, acclaimed and Keithley, uh, nice, uh, the swerve in our glory. Um, I will say that a close second though was the um, the trios tag team match with FTR Wardlow and um, mm-hmm. Lethal MCM, yeah, just because Motor City Machine Guns, like I said, yeah. they just yep. 
Bro, they came to play 100%. Came to oh, play. wow, guys. I'm sorry, but I just thought about it. We didn't talk about the trios tag team title match. Oh, yeah, we didn't. The trio of oh, the Young Elite. Bucks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, bro. Like, I, I'm honestly trying to stick away from the names because of uh, <laughs> the stuff. Yeah, the match was great. Um, I it, Predictable on the yeah. victor. I oh, mean, yeah. since they we announced it. But yeah. I have to give a shout out to the Dark Order. If they, they look great. Love they it. look great together. Oh, they okay. stepped up their game. And if they... I could see them winning the tag titles for sure, easily. That and was I rem- great. I remember when they were jobbers when AEW started, and I always mm. saw you know Johnny Hungy, and I always thought, I was like, I like this guy. I love Johnny <laughs> Hungy, <laughs> like, bro. I like Especially, him. I don't know if y'all watched the Being the Elite YouTube series, yeah. but I yeah. watch it on and off. <laughs> and bro, just like everything about that guy is just awesome. So like, real quick, like real quick, there's a, a behind the scenes segment where. Um, it was the Dark Order and the Butcher and the Blade in the back, and they were being asked questions. Butcher and the Blade came and destroyed them. And Hangman comes in. You see it all the time in wrestling where the good guy comes after the you know beat down, and he asks, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And they're always like, Yeah. Well, he asks, Are you okay? And John Hanks like, No. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Like, of course he's not okay. He yeah, just, he got- just got whooped. <laughs> Funny. Uh, uh, yeah, and my favorite moment of that match was when um, you had one of the Bucks and um, one of the Dark Order down in the middle of the ring. They were the both legal men, and then you had Hangman and Omega staring each other down, and the rest like, no, no, these are the legal guys down yeah. here. Like, y'all are legal. And they each grab their wrists and pull them to their corners, and it's ha- beautiful. That was good. Yes, yeah. um, it was beautiful um okay so uh yeah overall great weekend it should have been talked about more um uh, real quick actually before we end off just a couple uh quick notes from clash that were pretty big notes for sure Domin- dominic's heel turn um yeah yes. catch that catch that out real quick um roman obviously still our tribal chief bloodline other ones up you know <laughs> yeah, bloodline. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just a quick little funny note i don't know if anyone noticed but i love that riddle came out just as patrick star from Spider-Man. ah yeah i, I saw that, that. and but, yeah, yeah beautiful just those quick little side notes to oh throw in there. and there's another bloodline member let's not yep. forget i forgot yeah solo. yeah solo came in i so, forgot about that um i think and I hate it, but what hurt his debut was people wanting Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and, you know, like wanting big names like that to appear. Um, too many rumors. <laughs> too many rumors for, you know, their own good. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to him. Um, yeah. Uh, um, we really need to, you know, jump mm-hmm. on the after the bell segment. There's a lot more I want to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, yeah, great weekend of pay-per-views. Um, great weekend for rumors if it's a work. Terrible sure. weekend if it's a shoot. <laughs> uh, but time will tell. I'll put a poll up to see who thinks it's a work, who thinks it's a shoot. Um, Don't forget to add an unsure option. I'll add an unsure <laughs> option for Clayton and everybody. Who, and who I have to, give a quick sh- have to give a quick shout-out to my boy Eddie at the uh, mm. All-In Buy-In. Hey, yeah. 
the greatest match he's ever had. And if you hadn't seen it, go out of yes. your way to see this match. It rivals Sheamus and Gunther. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. And let me tell you something real quick. Um, Ishii, I mean, yeah, he's a big name, especially in Japan, but guess what? The match was incredible because he wasn't in, like I've said, he wasn't in there with a megastar. He was in there with somebody that he could really just Hang beat down him. and they can beat down. Match was great. I loved Eddie Kingston for the first time mm. in that match. Wow. Damn, that makes <laughs> yeah. me really want to watch it now. Yes, go watch it. Like, I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see if he has more matches like that with Young. I'm excited to see him and Sammy Guevara, like guys that are not megastars that he can do work with. Uh, yeah, Kingston was great. Um, and I love the ragged look he's he had where his hair's kind of growing out and his beard's <laughs> yeah. growing out. It, it fits him, fits him pretty good. Um, all right, so we're going to jump to the after the bell segment, which is the final segment of the episode. Um, in the segment I chose to do today is verses. And if you didn't listen to last episode, what the verses segment is, is, is basically this or that. Um, we take two similar wrestling related uh, topics, whether it's a person, a promotion, a, a storyline, whatever the case is. And we say this or that, which was better for the wrestling business in a whole, not which was your personal favorite, not which, you know, do you think was a better rating? Like, which do you think helped the wrestling business in a whole? Um, last week, I came up with three of them and we discussed that this week's going to be a little different. I came up with one Clayton came up with one and bear came up with one. Um, and if y'all are like me, I know y'all came up with more than one, but for <laughs> time being, we each came up with one. Um, and I have not heard theirs. They have not heard mine or, or each other. So we're going to be answering it blind. Um, so the way we'll do it is I will give you my uh, verses and I won't say a word about it. I'll let Bear give his thoughts. And then after he gives his thoughts, he will decide which one he thinks was best for the wrestling business. And then Clayton. And then I'll give mine. Um, the reason is because in my mind, I think I have an answer. Um, but I want to hear if these guys can change my mind or maybe agree with me. Um, and then after me, you know, Bear will go and we'll answer his and then he'll answer his and then Clayton. Sound cool, guys? Sounds, Sounds great. All right. After the bell, this is versus. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so my versus, and I actually had a trouble because there's a few I wanted to do, mm -hmm. um, but mine is it's a little different as far as uh, relatability, but I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, so my versus is the conception of AEW versus – Vince McMahon purchasing WCW. So, Bear, what do you think was best for the wrestling business between those? Um, I think the conception of AEW was best for business because uh, you had not that gives competition for the business, which is always good. You have more places for the guys to go. It helps create a uh, money value for these guys. You don't have to be in WWE to 
feel like you've made it. You can be a megastar without the WWE. And you have the creative path of building something new, something fresh, and that can help create your legacy in a different way. Yeah, uh, that's a good, good. Uh, I like how you explained that. Um, definitely has me thinking, Clayton. Um, I agree. The conception of AEW, because especially in the time that they did it, there's so much talent out there um, in the wrestling world. So much talent. I mean, WWE proved that with all the roster that they were hoarding for a couple of years there before all these budget cuts started happening. Um, there, So it's just like he said, it gives them a place to go, gives them a time to shine and other opportunity and value creates a competitive market for them to be able to succeed more and provide more for their families and everything. But overall, in my opinion, it just, it provides more outlets for fans to watch wrestling and more um, different ways for different fans to get involved and get hooked into wrestling. So just overall, it's better because it's providing more outlets instead of taking away outlets. Okay. So that's two for AEW. Now, let me tell you my thoughts. Um, you have WCW versus WWE, Monday Night Wars. Um, you know, one of the biggest rivalries in the history of pro wrestling were between those two promotions. Um, and it all culminated to WWE, uh, Vince McMahon, purchasing its competition, which he had a definitive winner, um, neck to neck. And then you had a basically a knockout blow. And the thoughts of what is going to happen next, like you have all these of your favorite WCW wrestlers and they're being bought out. And who are you going to see? You have this great, uh, great idea of an invasion angle and they start doing it. You get excited. And uh, I mean, it was definitely what made WWE the major, you know, untouchable machine that they are, you know, today was because of them taking out WCW. On the other hand, you have AEW where WWE has been that major machine for so long. Then you have AEW uh, starting up where All In was a success and it got people excited to see, you know, the diehard fans to see these New Japan, people they see the New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, and uh, YouTube and it was like exciting. It's okay. We get to see something. They very advertise it like a, it's uh, not competition, but it's different. It's some, a different feel where you have PG television for children. And then you have, you know, professional wrestling for, in my opinion, it's for adults that also cater towards children as well. Like it, it gave so many other matches uh, or not matches, but other pr uh, places for people to work. So when I had to make the decision, which was better, the AEW conception or the WCW purchase, I it simply came down to this. WCW purchase cost people jobs. Mm -hmm. AEW conception gave people jobs. And Very because good. of that, yeah, because of that, I chose AEW. Uh, and now I've kind of beat myself up because I had some other that were a lot more difficult. But hear y'all saying like, okay, they yeah. agree with me. But yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, that's so, a good one though, really, because yeah, that's not is. something I would have really thought of like putting together right. like that. So that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. And, and just so everybody knows, all of these, 
uh, all of these uh, verses, I will be making it to polls so y'all could vote what y'all think was the rest best for wrestling and put y'all's comments in there as well. So if you disagree, cool. you know, let me know why. Um, sweet. So yeah, that was mine. And uh, AEW Conception 3 to WCW Purchase 0. All right, Barry, let's hear yours. I'm excited. Oh, wow. So I actually have one that could come along with yours, but I'm going to save it for later. (laughs) I think this one is going to be the better topic. Best talker for the wrestling business. Dusty Rhodes Mm. versus John Cena. Uh. Clayton, I'm going to let you take this one first because I'm writing down. Uh, I, I got you. Um, so we're talking best like talker, in-ring talker. No, no th- this is for the wrestling business now. Okay, okay, okay. Who helped the wrestling business. business yeah. Okay, who helped the wrestling business as a whole. Okay, interesting. Um, This is a tough one, actually, because I feel like they both helped it in such different ways. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rose, I mean, he inspired an entire generation of promo artists and stuff within the industry. Like, I don't believe that promos and stuff wouldn't be what they are today without the guys like Dusty Rhodes, Superstar Billy Graham, Ric Flair, you know, guys yeah. like that. Like, the promos and stuff, just the the extravagance and the animated the way that they animate themselves going into this you know like i don't think that it would develop to what it is today without guys like that so i feel like dusty really revolutionized a lot especially with being the plumber's son and not having the ideal body of a wrestler and looking like a wrestler and stuff, he really had to play to his strengths, which was talking and getting people to fall in love with him by how he spoke to them and connected with them. And so he revolutionized the way in that, in the industry in that way, John Cena, he's basically like, I mean, as much as people don't want to say it, he was basically the next Hulk Hogan in terms of mainstream attention of the industry. He brought so much like in terms of like all the make-a-wish things he's done in terms of all the outside interviews and projects and movies and things he's done. And it's like, everybody knows him though, from WWE. Like a lot of people nowadays, you know, when you see Dwayne Johnson, you think the movie star before you think the rock in WWE, a lot of people will, well, guys like us will immediately think the rock, obviously, but a lot of people will think Dwayne Johnson, the movie star. John Cena, you know, you think John Cena, you can't see me, you know, that you think the WWE guy, you know, who broke out and just started doing stuff. So they both revolutionized the business in like different ways because John Cena brought that like mainstream attention back, I feel like, to WWE that where it kind of fell off between that for like family generations, I guess, because Hulk Hogan appealed to the masses then we had the attitude era for like the hardcore fans and then john cena came around and appealed to the masses got the kids back involved got families back involved things like that so that's a really tough choice <laughs> oh but i want to say i want to say for in terms of like what they did for the business overall and not just in terms of you know 
what they did in ring and everything, I would have to say John Cena. Um, man, Bear, this is a, <laughs> this is a good one. Um, and, and, you know, like Clayton say, it's not two names that I would even really put together. But when you think about it, um, I mean, they're so different but similar mm. in ways. Um, I mean – yeah, Dusty Rhodes, you know, the I've wined and dined with kings and queens. I've, you know, slept in alleys and dined on pork and beans. <laughs> like the dude, like he, <laughs> like he's a, the son of a plumber. Like he's, dude's incredible. Um, and the thing that was so cool was he could make anything work. You know, Vince put him in yellow polka dots and people loved it. People loved him. People believed in him. People girls were drooling over him and he's not like you know no offense to him he's not his son he's not cody <laughs> he's like the, you know like he's he's a, a heavy set guy but a great athlete and he could talk on the mic uh and i think he paved the way for people who you know because in wrestling you want the big body guys you want the guys who could you'll know, be fit but he came in the business a different way through the microphone he used that microphone to get people to believe in him. And because people believed in him, people wanted to see him. And then when he was at the matches, people believed and got behind that this guy is the ultimate underdog. He could do it. And he, you know, did it. Unfortunately, never won the big one. And I think that's a, a major shame. But you see people who are too small, who are too big, who, you know, are skinny who are you know whatever it is but if you can talk if you can control the crowd with what you say then yeah you could get people behind you and get people to believe in you it doesn't matter if you're too big if you're too small if you're too short if you're too it does not matter and, and we've seen it you know time and time again especially you know in today's era there's people who just Hell, Eddie Kingston. Hmm. Dude looks like he is homeless. But the crowd, I'm sorry, but the crowd gets behind him. Why? Because he can talk and get them to believe in him. Now you have John Cena, like Clayton was saying. He's the face of the franchise. Like he is wrestling. He is the new age Hulk Hogan, the new age rock, the new age, like he is uh People who are who know nothing about wrestling, you hear John Cena. Oh yeah, the wrestler, but know nothing about it. And he did. He he, you know, caters towards children, and he did so much good. Um, and, and it's definitely tough because he has done so much for the wrestling business. But in ways, he has also hurt the wrestling business, in my opinion. Because how long has he been the face of the company? And while he was the face, who wasn't the face? All those people who were too small, too big, too, you know, and, and that's one reason I fell in love with Punk was because Punk was the nobody hood rat, but he got the crowd behind him. He got the crowd to believe in him. Um, so I'm going to swing the other way, and I'm going to say Dusty Rhodes simply because he literally paved the way for the people who did not have the body, who did not have the looks, but the people who could entertain a crowd on a microphone, despite how they look and who could get people behind him. Uh, so best for business. Yeah, I, I get either. It could be either, but I'm going dusty on this one. 
Nice. So just to tell y'all, I wasn't going to do John Cena. I was actually going to put The Rock, but I felt oh. that was too easy. Oh. Yeah, that honestly, I would have immediately picked Dusty. Then. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I felt it was too easy. And I'm going to do a little different than y'all. I'm going to start with John Cena. John Cena helped the business when the business was in danger of really going away. Mm-hmm. John could talk a man in the desert to give him his water. <laughs> That's how good of a talker John Cena is. Yeah, John was able to wrap his way <laughs> into any situation. John could take, like y'all both said, a person who never watched wrestling and say, Hey, that's John Cena, the wrestling guy who did the Make-A-Wish. Hey, that's John Cena, the wrestling guy who does commercials. Anything John does is always preferable with the wrestling guy. He is, in some cases, bigger than Hulk Hogan, as you said, Clayton. He could, he's taking people where a lot of people think John buried them. John has really pushed them to be better than they are. Without John, we would not have the uh, tribal chief Roman Reigns right now. Yeah. So then we're going to go on to the American dream. <laughs> Love Maybe it. I'm going I'm to I'm put my hands up. And I want y'all to put y'all hands up I with me. Scream. And I want you to feel it. And yeah. you know what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Love it. made everybody, I don't care if you was white, black, Puerto Rican, Chinese, whatever you were, Dusty talked to you. Mm-hmm. It, it reached in your soul. You stopped what you were doing. Whether you were a grown man, had worked 48 hours straight, you was about to go to bed, you heard Dusty say, it's the America Dwayne. You're like, well, I, I got five more <laughs> minutes of yeah. energy to listen to Dusty. If you were a kid, you're running around. Hey, baby, everybody, the kids stopped to look. It's the Dwayne. <laughs> so he put passion mm-hmm. into it. He made you feel, no matter what you were, how big you were, how small you were, your color, your religion, anything, you could believe in yourself and be an American dream. For that and that alone, you got to go with Dusty. Ah, Dusty too. John Cena won, but like I said, like y'all said, it, that was tough. That could go either way. Yeah. yeah. And I, and honestly, I was sitting here like, wow, he's really making me want to say <laughs> honestly, like I, it, it's hard decision to say. Cause like, I honestly didn't know who to say. And I was like, you know what? In terms of that, yeah, cause like, I agree with everything y'all said. Yeah. In terms of the business and developing the new generation of stars and everything. Yeah. Dusty was the guy you look at all the guys who are amazing at promos these days. Who do they point to? Dusty yeah. Rhodes. 
but just for me it's just like like bear said you know at the start of his cena came around at the time where the business was really kind of in a mm -hmm. rough spot and he really revitalized the business and i don't know if we would have what we have today with wwe and AEW had it not been for john cena blowing up the way he did that's he true put them on their back that's true. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good one. That was a really good one. I enjoyed. I've enjoyed both of those. Man, I feel like mine's gonna be <laughs> kind of weak now. <laughs> That'll be good. Uh, Clayton, you do yours. Uh, Bear, I'll have you start because I'm trying to write down uh, 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 each of y'all's. All right. I, I had a couple ones. This one I actually had a couple different ways I could have. I thought about going with and like different versus options for it, but the one I'm deciding to go with is. Uh, Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, him having the streak versus him losing the streak. That's wow. That's a good. That is a good one. That, that, that's very interesting. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start by giving the pros to the streak. It gave the the Undertaker, the mystic, it made him a legend beyond legends. It gave you something to strive for, even if it wasn't a title. Because who would not, honestly, and, and this, who would rather go for a world title or be the man to beat the Undertaker street? Which one was more valuable? Mm. And then it, it, it oh man, <laughs> it was so mythic. So, and the other hand, you are the man that's no matter what you think about Brock Lesnar, whether you like him or dislike him. The one of the first facts that you blurred out, he beat The Undertaker mm -hmm. at WrestleMania. It was believable. It was heartbreaking. You saw people crying. The classic bug eye. <laughs> Paul Heyman was super speechless. He didn't even know what to do or say. That's rare. Exactly. Yeah, for real. You could go anywhere in the world to fans that have never watched wrestling, and I would say more than 50% of them can tell you who beat The Undertaker for the end history. With all that being said, it was the streak. You, for me, I, I thought it was. They should have left it intact. I thought that that would have never anybody who would have came along and did it would have never matched up to the Undertaker. Even if you go through and look at all the opponents he beat, some of them were very weak. Some of them were super strong, but in the end, it was the streak. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, there's not much to say about, you know, the end of the streak. I mean, Brock Lesnar, look at him before the streak. A lot of people don't realize it. His mat, his big pay-per-view match, you know, before that he triple H beat him. I mean, he wasn't this big, unbeatable, dominant force beast. Like his match against CM Punk. See, I mean, CM Punk came pretty dang close to beating him as match against John Cena. Um, I think John Cena beat him before. I can't remember. I'll have to go back. Yeah, he but, did. Yeah, he beat him. Um, and then you have the shocking moment of Brock beating the streak. And then what does he go out to do at SummerSlam? He demolishes John Cena. Uh, so say what you want. The streak made Brock Lesnar into the beast he is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, I mean, Brock Lesnar is almost – uh, mythological creature in himself because of that. Uh, the only thing that tarnished it a little bit that took away from it was the fact that Roman Reigns did it too. Uh, I think there should only be one person to have beaten Undertaker. That's if they're if you're going to do it, it needs to be just one person. Um, I, I like Roman. I just I think it hurt Brock Lesnar's ability, you know, to be that kind of a beast. Um, and it didn't really help. And, and then Roman Reigns went on to not do very much. Cause if you remember, he wasn't like what helped him was after the pandemic, when he came back, mm-hmm. like people were still booing him. He wasn't demolishing people. He wasn't, um, and it was, it, it was an embarrassing match. It didn't make Taker look great uh, on his way out. So you think you have the streak. It's funny that, you could have something that's so big and so great for the business when in reality it was just Undertaker burying people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, every year he's just burying people. But the thing is, is has Mania ever been the same since the streak was defeated? It hasn't because they don't have that major storyline. Who's it going to be? Does he have what it takes? Is this going to be the year? Is this, I mean, after it, it's just, I hate to say it, Mania has not been as good in my opinion since the streak has been defeated and there's been great medias don't get me wrong but i think it just it took it took a there's a major hole in wrestlemania since the streak was defeated so i'm gonna have to go as well with the streak being best for uh for the wrestling business and honestly i'm okay with brock lesnar ending it i personally wish they would have kept it but Roman and I, it would have been tougher for me if Roman didn't beat him as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with the street. All right, Clayton. Um, yeah, it's actually, I'm glad you said all that actually about Brock Lesnar and everything with him actually beating the street because. You know, I hear a lot of people, a lot of people saying, oh, well, Brock Lesnar didn't need it. Brock Lesnar was already this. Brock Lesnar was already that. And I'm like, was he, though? Because I don't remember before that moment Brock Lesnar being the beast that he is today. And like you said, it's like um, that in in a sense that almost made him uh, mythological and within the WWE realm in his own is 
almost a subtle passing of the torch from one phenom to another. And it just, it was such a subtle way of doing it and just such a surprising way of doing it that it really made Brock Lesnar, who has, as much as I hate to admit this because I'm not really Brock's biggest fan. I've never really cared about, you know, like, because I mean, he was like, the reason I do like Brock is because he was around WWE and in WWE, like, forever ago early 2000s or whatever you know before going over to ufc and getting big over there i personally don't care for this whole bringing ufc people to the wwe making them big thing um so that's why i haven't really been big on brock in later years here but just strictly speaking with wwe this gave him that that beast incarnate this gave Mm -hmm. him that phenom like you know this gave him that era of brock lesnar who has been carrying wwe even somewhat during the roman era that we're in now you know he's still been a big major player of it and so it's like it's hard to say because yeah that losing the streak was a subtle passing of the torch moment in my eyes but would that have been there without the streak having been, you know, like what it was, would the undertaker have been the pinnacle, the foundation of WWE for 30 years for three, my entire life of living (laughs) undertaker was the standard for WWE. He was when everyone was jumping ship to WCW, he was the one that stuck around when everyone came back from WCW. He was the one that was still there leading the locker room, you know, it's like in, in all the things that he did within WWE locker room, outside, like in the ring, all these things, would he have been any of that without the streak, though? Would his legacy have been what it was without the streak? I, I don't know. Like, because, yeah, there have been people who have been within the business for a long, long time. But do they have that type of just legacy where you think, oh, man, he is just like you think of The Undertaker and you get chills down your spine thinking about him because he was that great to the business. And so I just I don't know if without the streak, he would have even ever evolved into that personally, Um, even though the streak really just kind of seems like it formed by mistake like that was really never a plan at one point it just kind of happened and it's like i feel like that's the magic of it though like that was the magic that needed to happen to build that repertoire and make him what he was so i also have to go with the streak because that that made the undertaker that made him who he was to be able to pass that torch to brock lesnar like that yeah no um both of you nailed it on the head. I mean, they're both. Yeah, I mean, that's that the Brock beating uh, Taker is the reason he could come back whenever he wants to challenge mm-hmm. for. And I believe, in my opinion, and I hate it. I hate that it's true, and I hate seeing it. But in my opinion, I think beating the street gave him the right for the rest of his career to challenge for the world title whenever the hell he wants. Why? Because he defeated you know, Undertaker at Mania for the first time. Like, He's that guy. He's that guy. Exactly. Yeah, that was a real good one. Um, both of those were. Uh, and honestly, you know, before Bear started talking, I was just in the middle. Like, I had to hear what <laughs> Bear said. And then as he was talking, it got me thinking. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, they were great. That was a great uh, segment of verses. Um, I will, I, I'll probably do the polls before I post 
the episode so that way they could vote and they could come listen and see what we, you know, give them a reason to come in and listen yeah, uh, what yeah. we have to say. Um, so, yeah, y'all let us know uh, if you disagree with one, please comment why you disagree uh, or if you agree, but you have more you would add to it. Do that as well. Um, yeah, if you don't. I was Go gonna ahead. say, if you don't mind, I was gonna say, I want people to understand these are just our opinions. So yes, don't don't take it as we're just so hard pressed. We're right, you're wrong. Yeah. I don't see it that way. It's just our opinion. This is and, not fact. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like all of us have done doing this. It gave us, we never thought about some things a certain way. Exactly. And we heard it from someone else. It was like, wow, I didn't think about that. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. that is, Bear, that is the reason I came up with this segment. It was to build uh, interest and knowledge. And um, yeah, it's to take these things that you don't usually think about, and be like, yeah, like, dang, that is. True. And then it gets you, I mean, even gets you thinking, I want to go watch some classic Dusty uh, interviews. I want to go watch some uh, Undertaker's, you know, matches from WrestleMania because every single one was, well, most of them were <laughs> incredible. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's to build more interest into topics like this and to uh, get you thinking and talking about it. Um, like, I want to hear y'all's ideas. And I like the fact that as y'all are talking, it gets me thinking like, you know, like the whole work versus shoot during the rumors backstage. It's like, I a hundred percent believed it was uh shoot, but now that's bumped to like maybe 80% believe it's a shoot. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, but I mean, it's, it's still a big deal. 80% there. I mean, there's 20% that makes me think, you know, it is possible. It is. Uh, they could. And it makes me kind of say, you know, what's going to happen next. Because mm -hmm. I didn't care because I was 100% sure it was, you know, so now I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, so that and all these segments and everything is to get people's interest, you know, built for wrestling. You know, we're enjoying wrestling. It's what we're doing. Um, but yeah, so uh, this has been a great episode. It's another long one. Most of our last ones were been about an hour, hour 30. I think this is going to top those. Uh, but for good reason, uh, a lot, so much busy going weekend. on, busy yeah. weekend. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, we'll go with bear, the Clayton bear. Where can they find you? You can find me at a bear of a wrestling fan on Facebook. And sometime this week, I'm definitely going to get the final of my top <laughs> 10 tag teams out. I just found <laughs> my I just found my list again, so I will have it out. This I am week. excited, bro. Clayton, where can they find you, brother? Uh, cool. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Kuya, K U Y A underscore Clayton. Um, random wrestling stuff from time to time here and there. Been a little bit slow lately, but we were getting back in on it again. Nice. Yes. Uh, I just want to thank everybody, all our listeners uh, who are listening, new people. Uh, thank you. Uh, please stay tuned because we're really just getting started here. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming and you don't want to miss out. Uh, and if you're wondering how you can join the society, you can uh, follow us on Facebook 
at the Wrestling Society podcast. Follow our group and our main page. Uh, the group is where you can really join in on the conversations and everything. It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of fun, uh, eventually surprises. Uh, you don't want to miss out. So go ahead and join now before uh, we really get into everything. And, uh, you know, be vocal. We want to hear from you. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Same thing. The Wrestling Society podcast. And Twitter is The Wrestling SP. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been an episode 10 of the Wrestling Society podcast. I want to thank my tag team partners for today. Thank you guys. Y'all make it fun. Um, and I also want to thank the other two tag team partners that are not on, Tevin and Adrian. You guys, uh, we need to get y'all on soon because Definitely. y'all y'all add. Uh, I really want to hear a lot of what Tevin has to say, too, because he's very... <laughs> Very vocal on a lot of good insight too. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. a lot of perspective that I, I love really it. Think of so. yeah, and then Adrian, uh, he's funny, so I can't yeah, wait to get him back on. But, and all plus, right, guys, yeah, go ahead. And plus, I got to get my win back. We, <laughs> we got to get our yes. win back. Yes, we got and, robbed, man. Yeah, um, unfortunately, y'all aren't going to be the same teams in the next trivia game because <laughs> I'm jumping on a team because Clayton's going to be putting the referees. So I'm excited about hopefully, that, bro. Hopefully, within the next two weeks, we'll have that game. You're good, good, dude. Yeah, you let us know when, and uh, I'll be there. I'll cool. be ready to go. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Y'all follow us, share us, uh, subscribe, and, you know, just be a part of this society. Until next time, y'all stay too sweet. Where do you think you're going? You are now exiting the world of wrestling. Stay too sweet and follow us on social media, as well as share, like, and subscribe to the Wrestling Society Podcast. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. <laughs>